You're listening to Good Vexations, a podcast about the little grievances we'd rather air than solve. I'm Pat Brennan, I'm joined by my best bud, James Lynch, and today's Good Vexation is Community Spaces and Kale Thieves. Well, let's just get into this. Let's get into it. I've got things to say. James. Pat. What is your vexation this week? Pat, uh, you got to be careful about this one because I know that we try to avoid the, like the real, like the real shit, you know? And uh, this week. Are bringing politics to this podcast? It's not a, not a politics, but I'm, uh, there's been a crime, Pat. (laughs) It's been a crime? There's been, there's been a crime and it's very serious. (laughs) Okay, I'm dealing with a kale thief, Pat. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait, wait. So you saw somebody steal kale, or uh, you, what happened? No. So some quick background. I have a garden. I have a uh, in. It is like we have a community garden in my like near my apartment apartment complex. I've got a six by nine foot little plot that I've been growing stuff in since about a year ago. Right. This is this so, is true, and actually, I know this because uh, one of my favorite photos of you is you uh, gleefully presenting your garden to me at like gleefully. one in the morning. Gleefully, at, at, yeah. Actually, you look very angry, but you are very proud at the same time. It's a, it's a proud anger. It's a proud anger. It's like, look at this, look what I've done. <laughs> it's become my favorite my favorite picture to Photoshop. But yes, yes I know your yes. garden. I have seen it. You know my garden. Uh, so I have a garden. Um, and one of the things, a couple of things in my garden, I have a ton of, a uh, bunch of chard because chard is unkillable. Uh, and I have a bunch of kale because kale is also unkillable. Um, they're very hardy plants. Um, so my kale's gotten really big and because it's been kind of rainy and a little cooler, it's been thriving, doing great. Um, but I don't harvest it that often. Um, so when I went by the other day and discovered that some of the leaves have been torn off mm-hmm. and also some of the leaves have been torn off my chard and i'm like i didn't do that so what i'm trying to tell you pat is someone's stealing my kale okay so so i don't want to get all detective mystery on you here though um they're stealing actually, I do it i want to get all i do all want to get all the, well okay so first of all <laughs> yeah right so you think that somebody is stealing your leafy greens that's what i'm trying to tell you about. you're you're you you've been chasing the greens dragon <laughs> and yeah and you you've been growing that that the the fine green leaf back you know in this case i'm that's literally right. talking about chard and kale not nothing yep, else though right um, i also have lettuce and arugula now oh yeah uh you and you believe a person did this? I and think not so. Like a rabbit. You know what the th- the problem is? It's these these are very big, tall kale plants because the way you kind of harvest kale is usually you do from bottom up. You know, you like because okay. if you if you harvest the stuff on the top, then it all gets kind of weird looking. Um, so you kind of you kind of get the the good the bottom the bottom leaves and you kind of peel them off, and so the stem is becomes bare. And just grows up and it just grows higher and higher and higher and higher. So basically I've got like a palm tree looking kale plant with just like big kale fronds sticking out the top and a big long trunk that honestly just looks like a palm tree. It is kind of high up. So it'd be really hard, I think, for a rabbit to get to it. 
we also are not like near the woods or anything because there's not really any woods in Southern California. Uh, oh, that's true. There's like a lot of construction projects around you. Yeah. So also, there's not that many animals, and also like there's no deer. Like you know, there's like deer. I could have understood. You know, deer would make mm. sense. So I'm pretty sure, unless we got some really bold rabbits, someone is stealing my kale. So we're looking. We're looking at a man thief um, chasing chasing the green dragon. Yeah. Uh, he wanders by your garden. Or a woman thief. Or woman thief. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, Twenty nineteen. They are this person. They're they're <laughs> they're chasing they're chasing the green dragon. Yep. And they see some tasty kale. Yeah. On a stock, and they're like, "Yes, that is." So okay, so it's it's in kind of a community space right outside of are, are, they're not really dorms right it's it's no they're apartments uh, they're apartments it's like apartment living yeah. situations is it only for grad students it's all grad students yes hmm. there are okay. children of those grad students though some there are oh. sometimes children so maybe it's a child stealing my kale which seems like the, no, the no. most unrealistic thing no it I don't, isn't i don't think what 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 10 year old is like hmm, some tasty kale this is what i want maybe a california this is, this is what i've been craving all day california is a weird place they're like california is a weird place okay so yeah so potential suspects could be Chill. california hippie child yes true uh and you know what it's just such a violation because you know i walk by I walk by lots of these plots and I admire them. And uh, for example, there's somebody growing sweet potatoes, right? They look great and they're very healthy and uh, they should have been harvested a month ago. Like at least they're huge and they're like popping out of the soil. So they should be harvested and they're going to just get sunburned and be inedible if you don't Mm. harvest them. But you know what I don't do? I don't take. You don't take. I don't take them. Have have, <laughs> have other people's gardens been stolen from? I I don't know. People aren't very social because I fucking grad students, man. I don't know. Right, right, right. Nobody's right, right. social. I, I don't really know. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, like, I want to I, I want to get a profile on this. Person. Yeah. So like, you're out for a hard night of drinking. It's been a it's been a long it's been a long Saturday. Yep. You, you just went crazy down at the California. Uh, yep. Finish the sentence. Green, healthy, healthy juice, and uh, oh, like a kale, like a kale smoothie, but with like vodka in it. <laughs> sure. Yes. Um, or like you're alcoholic kombucha. That's probably yeah. That is a thing that exists. <laughs> right. Yes. Or oh no, it's the alcoholic coconut water. That's what they're drinking. Oh, uh, there it yeah, is. Okay. So you've you've been you've just been down in alcoholic coconut waters all day. <laughs> Uh, it's it's kind of cool. It's night. You've got you're, you've taken your lift back. You're stumbling back up to your your grad housing unit. Uh, and oh, what's this? A, a tall, tasty kale plant. Yep. Well, thank you, much. yeah. I don't, I don't I don't mind if I do. And then you just like grab a stalk and like and munch, just, munch, just munch. Tear it off. There. Settle your stomach. Settle the stomach. Uh, get your fiber, and then yeah, and then go. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, that sounds right. I think this is I think this is the person who's doing it. But like, mm-hmm. man, it's I don't even. I don't even mind that much. I don't even mind that much about the person. It's about the principle, Pat. Right, right, right. It's about the fact that this is like a shared community space. (laughs) And this person, be they ravenish uh, uh, greens chasing 10-year-old child or drunken grad student getting their kale fixed, has abused the rules of the community shared space. Yeah. And is taking 
your plants that you have grown and worked so hard on. I understand that. I mean, that's rude. Exactly. That, that sucks. And like, there, are, there are more. There are worse things. Like, specific, even in this in this example, if anyone stole a tomato from me, I would go on a revenge quest. Like, I would, you know, like <laughs> take it, take my if, kale, shame, shame on you. Take my tomato, murder. Yeah, spray. like exactly. Like, if you take, if man, whew, I've got. I've got some tomatoes on the vine right now, which is wild thing to say in January for somebody from New England. It's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I've got five tomatoes that are very, very slowly ripening because it is not their season. But I'm going to have those tomatoes. If someone took one of those tomatoes from me when it just when it turns red, uh, I I'd see red. I would see tomato red. And I would just you need to you need to build like a small defensive fortification around your your little garden. What I really need to do is get like a nice little IR camera and just stick it right there and then stream it to stream it to my phone. And we're like, we'll make it <laughs> so I can just catch them in the act. You know, yeah. what, the, the, the solution that I ended up coming to is I harvested all of my own kale. <laughs> I, <laughs> sure. And I was like, no, if I'm going to take it. You can't take it. <laughs> This is my it's mine. It's mine. I put it. I, I'm gonna make so much soup. I'll show you. I'll show you. That's it's so weird. I mean, I guess, but like that's the way it is, right? Yeah. Like community spaces are just very rarely actually respected, which is kind of it is kind of shitty. Community space. It's a space for everybody, and the understanding is that like you keep it good for yourself, but also for everyone exactly. else. Exactly. And, and this kind of thing just happens basically everywhere i mean like look at i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna jump over to the new york side of things it's like look at public transit right like look at yeah. look at trains yeah, man. like they're disgusting cesspools all yeah. the time like <laughs> we all have to ride this thing and there's always like half a mcdonald's meal like smeared across the floor <laughs> there's such this disconnect where people are like oh it's all it's my like this is my space when it's like no this is this needs to it is and like this belongs to everybody and needs to belong to everybody. I, I, I feel like there is this sort of disconnect in a lot of these community spaces, especially when it's not built, when it's not, when it's just like, oh, this is a community garden, but there's no like community building around it. I think that's one of the things that I have a little bit of problem. I talked a little bit that I don't really know about what's going on with the other people in the garden because I don't ever see them. Like, we only ever go down there, like, I only really go down there to, like, water stuff, or, like, when I'm planting stuff, I'll spend a couple hours there, Um, but usually I just kind of wander over water stuff, pull up some weeds, and that's the only time I I really spend down there, Um, and, like, there have been these, like, there have been these once per quarter little meetings that the the, the kind of garden coordinator runs that mm. I don't think everybody goes because like they're just not I mean there's only one of them and I like it keeps conflicting with other shit I have going on uh also like a meeting about community gardens is maybe the most boring thing ever uh I would be interested in it because like one of the things that bugs me is that we have a hose that w- we have a we have a broken hose that has been broken mm. for a long time and like a hose is not that expensive if everybody like pitched two dollars let's go buy a new hose it should be an easy fix, you know. It should be oh well, this we got this hose, and I mean, people don't didn't really take care, very good care of it. Again, for the same sort of for all the same sort of reasons. But 
we can fix this because it is really not that hard a problem to fix. You can just go buy a hose and hoses are, make sure if it's like 20 bucks, but there are 25 plots, <laughs> you know, right. If we put, I don't know. There are a bunch of like simple little things that we could do that could make this stuff better. And, but there's no effort to actually make it, like it is a it's a garden in the community run by people in the community, but there's no community about it. Do you, you know what I mean? Right. It still feels mm-hmm. very individual. Well, I think that's the key to making a community space feel or or be taken care of is to make the community actually be interconnected in such a way that they actually care about the other people there and not just yes. the space. Because, I mean, as it's kind of proven time and time again. Um, community spaces will get wrecked, especially if there's any sort of sense of anonymity or um, you you just don't know the other folks there. I mean, like uh, people won't take care of a space for the faceless others, which is disappointing. I mean, that is kind of like the social contract that we exist in <laughs> is that we should take care I'm of I'm immediately places. thinking of, of Joshua tree um, during the, during the shutdown. Uh, like yeah. this is, I don't think this is too much. <laughs> um, no, um, I don't think this is too much. Either. But it's you know really what I mean. Uh, it's like this is a this is this is the classic. I mean, this is the space that, by design, is a national park. It's supposed to be for all of us, and then people are going in or like taking advantage of. Oh man, the rangers aren't here. Let's go. Let's go off roading, like and fucking cut down cutting down Joshua trees. It's like there's no reason to. Like they, it's. I don't, I don't, I just cannot get into that no. mindset. I don't understand who that asshole is who thinks, hey, there's a reprieve or a lack of oversight for like a little bit. I should ruin the thing so it can never be used again. Exactly. The, this, it, it's a thing that's supposed to be for all of us. It's and but but there is definitely like a segment of the population that just feels that way all the time. If given a moment or the opportunity to wreck a thing, yeah, they'll just destroy it. And I, I just don't, I have never understood that mentality the urge to just like smash stuff or draw all over yeah. something, or the, the fact that you feel restricted by I don't know, restricted by the, the fact that you're not a, like there's somebody to stop you. You know, that's not what restricts me, you know, from like the reason it's not because I think, honestly, if I stole a sweet potato, nobody ever would ever catch me. I'm very sneaky. I would just take a sweet potato. That would be the best okay. sweet potato thief. I would just go ahead and take a sweet potato. Nobody would know it better. I'd, crime. I've got it all planned out. I've got my supplies. I'd roast it up. I'd eat it. Nobody would know any different. You know, they've never. I hate sweet couldn't potatoes. Ever, I fucking love sweet potatoes. You're wrong. Sorry. <laughs> You're allowed to have your own opinion, but you're you're. This one's wrong, but like you're entitled <laughs> just, to it. I just don't like them. No, well, I ate too many sweet potatoes growing up. That's fair. I didn't have like a man. We just had we just had like that good old rusted russet and or like uh, whatever else. Yukon Gold was the one that we really liked. Uh, normal potato. Um, yeah, I like normal potatoes. Yeah, I honestly didn't have that many sweet potatoes as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, my parents made uh, made squash a lot, and squash is terrible. Um, yeah, I'm not a big squash fan. Yeah. Although now, now I'm an adult, and all my tastes have changed, so I usually I will actually have squash. But like, I guess I use some fucking flavorings. You know, it's got to taste like something. <laughs> and 
right. I, and, I'm, and now I'm like really hoping nobody listens to this podcast. Um, uh, anyway. Because you're making fun of squash? No, you're gonna because... You're going to offend the squash people? No, but what if my parents listen to this podcast? Well, I mean, that's what I was alluding to. My, my mom made too many sweet potatoes growing up. Yep. Mom, why did you make so many sweet potatoes? <laughs> oh, it was with every meal. Yeah. Look, every time we went to a party, you made sweet potatoes. Washes, I, I presume it was. I presume it was one of like the, the. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Look, squash. Squash can be good, but you got to flavor it with more than just butter. Like it can't just be butter. <laughs> like the squash. By I think my mom used to always put like cinnamon. In the sweet yeah, potatoes. that's fine. I mean, but then I don't or like I don't, mashed. I don't. Oh man, I don't like mashed sweet potatoes. I want like there was always roasted. too many too. Man, like <laughs> like it was never like it was never like a little bit of sweet potatoes. It was always just like a heaping tray of sweet potatoes. Yeah, who's gonna eat all that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll eat a heaping tray of roasted sweet potatoes. Honestly, I probably will today. I, <laughs> you, I, I, if I recall, you did. Uh, you used to, we, oh, when, yeah. when friends would come over, when my mom would like put out like a tray of sweet potatoes, you would just help yourself. Yeah, why the fuck not? Sweet potatoes are great. Especially, I mean, again, like get them like caramelized and uh, caramelized and roasted. I, I will just devour some sweet potatoes. Made a bunch of black beans. We have like sweet potatoes and black beans this week. Yeah. I like that this podcast is turning into just like dunking on our parents cooking. Love you. God, why did you guys take care of us? Ugh. Uh, Jesus. No, so back to back to the like back to the kale thief and the 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 structural problems that created the kale thief. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> What? What? Let's take a look. Let's take a serious look back at our society and to see what what Whoa. what in our past led to a situation that would produce a kale. <laughs> Serial season three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. So what I'm trying to say. What I was trying to say. The thing that prevents me from the thing that prevents me from stealing a sweet potato from the uh from my neighbor in my my plot neighbor is not that i would think i would get caught because i wouldn't because i'm very sneaky uh there's the, human decency exactly it's like no that's their sweet You're not potato. an ass you understand that uh, that person has has you know grown their sweet potato and maybe got busy and couldn't ri- harvest it it's totally true i've watched i've i've been so sad because they have they, their garden is looking great and i keep watching i've been like over the last few months, watching beautiful Japanese eggplants will like wither on the vine, and I'm just like, ah, oh, man, those would have been so good. I could, I, oh, man, like, why didn't you make? Why didn't you get to take those? That's dinner. Like, just a couple of those is fucking dinner, and some rice, some like teriyaki seasoning. Like, <laughs> yo, come on. <laughs> I also dislike eggplants. Man, you're. I mean, ah. Oh. <laughs> Pat, we can't we can't hey, fight hey, on the hey. podcast. Let me tell you, I'm definitely I'm definitely not your vegetable thief. You're definitely not. I didn't steal I didn't steal the yams or the sweet no. potatoes. I didn't I didn't steal the eggplants. No. I didn't steal your chard. No. I might steal your kale. Like kale. I could have a kale. Right. You can make kale chips with that shit. It's just lettuce. It's ah, Pat. Oh man. It's just like no, bitter lettuce. but it's not though. The texture's totally different. <laughs> The texture is totally different. It's not lettuce. Lettuce you can eat raw. Don't eat kale raw. Cook your kale. Or at least I massage mean, your kale. Jesus. What? Okay, I, I don't I think I'm gonna introduce something to you. What did you just Here's say? Here's what you do. You take your kale, shred it into small parts, salt it, uh put some olive oil in the, in there, 
and then like crunch it up with your hands. And what happens? It kind of it wilts. It wilts it. Put some lemon juice on that shit. Some chi- like some spicy like roasted chickpeas. Like that's a that okay. that's incredible. And if you get some kale, uh, you get some uh, Caesar, and suddenly it's a kale Caesar. Like oh. yeah, and what it does because like you kind of like grind the rice in the rice, gr- uh, grind the salt uh, into it with your hands. And what what that does is it like breaks up the the hard stuff, so it's not like it's not as tough, it's not as chewy, you know, or it's not as like this. Yeah, this episode is as much of a disaster as I had thought it would be. Yeah, I love, it. I love every second of it. Uh, yes, this is exactly right. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, because here's the thing. Right? So, like, here's here's the thing about the facts, yeah. right? Like. It's it's very funny that you have a kale thief. I think it's yes. extremely funny that you have a kale yeah. thief. It, it I am, I am not sad that I made you talk <laughs> about your kale thief on the podcast. Um, and community spaces are definitely a vex that, uh, or or people that disrespect community spaces is definitely a vex. Yeah. Right? And we could we could go on right. Like we could talk about public parks. We could talk about subway stations. We could talk mm-hmm. about um like common areas in buildings and the way that people like disrespect them or just do stupid things like god just like in new york city we've got a lot of trash shoots and everyone all everyone's always trying to like shove like three weeks of garbage down a trash chute and it's like you know that's not gonna work you know it's not gonna fit. anyway i could go on about like all these individual cases but the fact of the matter is we're never gonna stop this yeah. right like it's 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 it is just a thing to be complained about hey point of the show yeah uh, absolutely and and i feel like it's it is something that you deal with uh it's something that you just deal with being a human in a society you know <laughs> like right. there are there is there are counter this counter motivation here like you are motivated to like, you're 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 motivated to be an individual and to have your own individual priorities and everything but then we have to live with each other <laughs> Right. Well, and it's not even that. I mean, what it what it really comes down to is, because the kale thief is not stealing from your kale garden because he his his motivations are are fuck kale. You know, his motivations are, I'm hungry at this moment, or I want some of that guy's kale. Like, there's always just going to be somebody who is just kind of crappy for the sake yeah. of being crappy. And you can plan your community spaces and you can plan your goals around this person, but you do have to plan for that person. You can't just yeah. ignore it. You just have to know that there's always going to be somebody who disrespects the space, essentially. Right, and you just have to hope that most people don't. You know? Like, one one example, this is a thing I've, I've talked about, I, I like to talk about a lot because it's one of the, it's a really fascinating system. Um, there's a place called Noisebridge Hackerspace that is in San Francisco. I went to a few times. Uh, it's an anarchist space. Um, and the idea is that it, it, they've got all these resources. They have like 3D printers and a big laser cutter and uh, a CNC embroidery machine. And like. So, so these all sound like kind of scary industrial tools. And the fact that you said this is an anarchist space makes me, the scene shop supervisor, curl up and and be afraid and kind of want to die so please continue and (laughs) assure me that nobody has died nobody's died uh nobody's died but they have all these resources and basically it's it's they call it a hacker space which is like like a maker space but like has just been around a little bit longer so they call themselves a hacker space and also it's a little more uh electrical and programming focused so you know it is 
uh, a very interesting space because they are just in a building. They're on like the third floor of a of an apartment building in the mission. We've got the whole fo- the whole third floor is all theirs. Uh, but to get in, you some you can go up to the door and there's a little doorbell and a little camera and basically uh, you can only get in if someone lets you in. And it doesn't mean that there's some per- some there's a receptionist or something. It's just somebody upstairs who's already inside has to let you in. Uh, and a lot of the time they will. Like if you're a new person, you can kind of go um, and you can just go to this place and you ring the doorbell and somebody might let you in. But here's the thing. The person who lets you in takes responsibility for you. So if you walk up and they think you look sketchy, they will not let you in. Boy, that's a that is a system. Let me, but so you just let a person in, and and that person is your responsibility. You have tapped that person exactly, and they're on you. Yes. So what usually happens is somebody like the person who does it. It's a, it's one of these people who are are often there, and the people who are really involved in the community. Because like when I was there, when I like so I did this. I went for a specific event, and so going for a specific event is a lot easier because people are expecting new people to show up. Uh, so you'll just come in and there's some new, some cool new, they'll have like an event cause they would do these things. Uh, they would like, I went for a class on how to use their laser cutter so that I could have access to their laser cutter. Um, and I went for a, a cool thing where we just built robots and, uh, another thing where it was called, they called it five minutes of fame where you could just for five minutes, just talk about whatever the hell you wanted to. Um, and those were all just really cool events. So you're able to get in and like, but what that encourages is that when you come back, like in order to come back, the best way to make it so that other people will let, will continue to let you in is to talk to people and be, and get to know people who especially get to know the people who are there pretty often. Cause if they recognize your face and you didn't break anything the last time, they'll probably let you in again, you know? Right. So, First of all, you've already got this uh, non-hierarchical way of uh, of managing who is allowed to come in. But beyond that, the way that they made decisions for the space is they would uh, they only made decisions if it was unanimous, right? Oh my god! Yeah. So if you have to make a decision, okay, so, sorry. So my my I, I kind of want to explain my reaction yeah. to that a little bit. So like. Again, I am a scene shop supervisor. Yep. My job is to make decisions about a space and about the tools and to keep them in working order. And I'm in charge of the space, yeah. right? Like what it looks like, what the setup is. And I have talked to folks about things. I make suggestions. I have coworkers that I work with and we make decisions about the space and I will work with them to meet their needs kind of a thing. Yeah. But this idea that I wouldn't be able to implement anything if it wasn't unanimous mm-hmm is crazy but here's that is insane no so here's the thing uh it it gets even weirder than that okay big decisions like when they bought the this or when they decided to allocate funds for uh this big laser cutter that they had that's the kind of thing they would vote on in general day to day they operated on what they called a duocracy and the duocracy is that if you want to do something you go do it, and that's it. <laughs> it is just if you want to do something. Now, does that does that inv- 
is that in regard to projects or like there are there are certain things that are cleaning and organizing bins. It is or? all of that. So a good oh. so a cool example, cool example of this is they vote. So at one point there were people who said, "Hey, what if we built? What if we?" Uh, built like a little bunk bed sleeping area because some people are here late and working on projects and stuff and take and so it'd be nice to be able to take a nap, you know. Um, it'd be it'd be nice to be able to take a nap sometime during the day. And they were like, okay, cool, let's do that. So they built kind of a bunk bed situation with a couple levels and like beds in them uh, and curtains where people could go take a nap. And over time, that became a kind of there became there started to be these divisions. Some people were like, "It's great to be able to have be able to take a nap," and other people who started noticing that people were living there, or like wouldn't go home, or this is like where they would sleep. Um, I have so much stress. Yeah, so it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> people would start bringing up in meetings that uh, this sucks and we should get rid of it, but they couldn't be unanimous, and they couldn't really convince the people who liked it. Is that that's the thing about being unanimous? You have to go and convince somebody, <laughs> and it is also uh, is it the unanimous? The unanimous. It is not like a well. And the guy living in the shop rent free. He doesn't. He doesn't want his bed taken away. Right, but here's the, but like you have. They take these votes on like a tu- on Tuesday night at the at the weekly meeting, and if there's one that that guy, one of them that that guy doesn't show up, the thing gets turned down. Um, because it is in per- it is also all in person and unanimous, so there's a lot of like games for it. Like, so this guy has to go every week and vote against it, um, uh, but he does because he lives there, so it's easy for him. Um, but at one point, somebody got just totally fed up, and because of its of this kind of duocracy idea, where you go if you want to do something, go do it. You can there might be consequences, but you can go do it. Um, it's kind of the, the it's kind of the ethos. Uh, he was like, I'm going to go tear this thing down. So he tore the whole thing apart, took it all apart, put all the parts in the trash, and it was gone. So when people found it the next day, it was gone. And it caused caused a little bit of an uproar. But not enough people cared to have any sort of consequence for that guy. So it was just done. And James, I am so fascinated by this place i i just you... want to hear all of the stories and all of the, like the like i don't want to be involved in yep. it i want like a documentary crew to go do a documentary <laughs> on this or, or 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 something like i just i i want there to be like an online forum where i can just read about all of these weird little fights that they must be having hey pat guess I, what i like uh what go to the noise bridge I, let me uh, let me see. They have a wiki, Pat. That, this is where I learned about this stuff. Noisebridge.net. It's it's awesome. I so I love the way that this place is because there's a lot of. It's a. I think it's an interesting design. I mean, it's not for everybody because it is very much because it is anarchist and because it is like. Uh, but they are really. It is a really interesting experiment. Is like about what happens if you remove the hierarchy and you just make the rule. You like you make the rule like do what the, like it's to do what you will and be excellent to each other. You know, if that's it, what happens? Like what comes out of it? You know, and there's some really interesting stuff. They have all these cool events that are just out. People are like, hey, I want to hold an event, so they hold an event, and or they have all these weekly like they have classes that people teach, and some of it's like usually like a lot of it's free. I mean. If you want to have a monthly membership, 
it's significantly cheaper than any of like the bigger, like shinier hackers, like mm-hmm. maker spaces by half maybe or more. Right. And all you got to do is put up with a little bit of anarchy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. I think that's a cool example of a community space where it is structurally set up so that if you, if you fuck up stuff in the, if you fuck up stuff in the space, you can be, you can be banned. If you become known as the guy who fucked fuck shit up, nobody's ever going to let you in again. If someone is shitty enough that everyone votes that this person should be banned, then you're banned. You know? I, and I guess that's what this whole thing was about is community spaces are kind of anarchy. And if you're going to use them, just like, man, at least, at least, like, man, implement some structure that, that, that even if that uh, structure is anarchy. Yeah. Like, if the structure of the thing should be. It should be such that people are motivated to do stuff together, you know, and not be shitty to each other. But I mean, the real, the real final thesis is probably a rabbit, man. I don't know. <laughs> Next week on Serial. Yeah. <laughs> By the time everyone arrives, the burners are off and the dishes are done. Noise Bridge buys a vacuum, an abridged reading of the Noise Bridge meeting notes. Proposal. Noise Bridge should buy a vacuum cleaner. We have a shop vac, but it's too loud. We should get a professional type, backpack style, $300 HEPA vacuum. Statement. We should keep financial discipline by not spending all of our funds on everything. Question. Can't we buy a $30 vacuum on Craigslist? Question. Wouldn't it be easier to ask for a donated vacuum cleaner? Statement. We could hack a normal vacuum cleaner into a backpack vacuum cleaner. Proposal. We can find a working vacuum cleaner on the street. Fact. According to Danny's survey, people complain about the space being dirty much more than they complain about the mailing list drama or anything else. Statement. But we have brooms already. Statement. A vacuum cleaner might lower the barrier to cleaning compared to a broom because it's more fun. Question. What about putting a broom in a backpack? Question. Let's ask the treasurer whether we can afford this expense. Treasurer. Yes, we can afford this now, but given that expense, why don't we instead hire a cleaning service that already has a vacuum? Statement. Buying a vacuum is a one-time expense, unlike hiring a cleaning service, which is a reoccurring expense. Treasurer. Buying a vacuum is obviously cheaper than hiring someone, but maybe we shouldn't buy a vacuum if we hire someone. Statement. Perhaps we should buy a cheap vacuum and see whether people use it. Statement, if Noise Bridge were clean, maybe more people would want to join and more people would use the space. This might actually make up for the extra expense of buying a vacuum. Fact, Danny's poll didn't actually ask whether people would use the space more or differently based on cleanliness. We just know that it's the most common complaint. Statement, there might be a baseline amount of effort going into cleaning the space which could go into other kinds of improvement to the space, like organization. This would be great. Question, Roomba? Fact, People would turn them into killer robots. The company that makes Roombas actually makes military robots, too. Statement. Also, we probably have too much stuff for a Roomba to clean. Statement. We actually just discovered that we do already own a vacuum cleaner. Proposal resolved. Even the dog.